Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brick Belt Podcast, your hub for Lego information, rankings, and more. I'm Mickey, and that's, of course, Ohm, and today we're just going to do a kind of a recap over all the news we've missed in our unpurposely extended hiatus, but here we are. Yes, it's season three, and we are covering Skywalker Saga in depth after our news break. That is true. But first, we have a couple of bits from the podcast as a whole. We are recording it live from Studio B. And um, first of all, from both of us, yes, that's the, our entire team. It's just the two of us who write, edit, do, and produce all of these episodes. Indeed. Happy Pride. It's yeah. Pride Month. Happy Pride. Yay. From all of our, from the depths of our heart. Okay, complete pivot. Also, we're going to sell you stuff. This is an ad-free podcast. It will always be that way. <laughs> but also, we made merch. It's just show your spirit. I'm wearing our all-over print Brickbolt podcast t-shirt. I am modeling it. Yes, of course, I don't show my face, but I will send a photo of this on our Instagram page. We have a link in our website. We have a whole shopping tab. It's great. Go check it out. It's on Teespring. Yep. The, I, not really much to add to that. It's all great products. It will help us help you be cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. In hand design by yours truly. Yep. I will have to say, um, I've been wearing this shirt for a month and a half now. Oh, not every day. But <laughs> I have gotten comments and it's none of them are negative because no one's ever seen a Lego shirt so creative like this. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. People are like, is that a Lego shirt? And I'm like, yeah, that's my podcast. So... Buy a buy one. Give us give us money. Be a billboard for us. In no derogatory sense. Just show your spirit. Do it. Oh. Doing Palpatine now, I guess. Okay. How was your six months since the last time I saw you? It was good. It did pass as time happens to pass by. Um, I lived live. I went to places, ambiguous things to fill the space of the conversation. I did, too. Um, in terms of Lego, Mickey... Ah, of course. Uh, well... That's for, what I was actually getting at. That was what your question was. Okay, sorry. I'm not very good at, you know, understanding things. Um, well, in Lego, personally, the only thing that I can talk about, and really the best thing I can talk about, is, uh, of course, what we have sitting here in front of us. The Lego Ideas, I believe it's 21324, 123 Sesame Street Lego set, uh, retailing for 120 US dollars. I want to say five minifigures, but there's a couple more characters hidden here and there with some birds and Oscar being some weird disembodied green BB-8 body. You never know. Um, I'm a big fan of this set. I think it's much more worth the money than... No offense, but some Star Wars sets that have been coming out recently. <laughs> Sorry, Star Wars, but you got some issues. You've been sucky recently. Yeah. It just has a lot more... It has a much larger size than I expected. It's like a solid... There's a there's these... There's two 16 by 16 light gray... Uh, kind of... They're not base plates. They're just large plates that are used to make up the base. And those... Pretty much, if you can put two of those together with the corners touching... And that basically tells you how big this thing is. I It's pretty tall as well. Not as tall as I expected. But it's still pretty large in all the diameters. I did make some modifications to the small corner Hooper's store on the side. The smaller secondary building. Because 
I don't know why, the designers framed it in this very interesting way, so that if you look at the set head-on, then it, um, the entire side of the store is open to you. So what I did is I just basically rotated 100 degrees, 180 degrees, sorry, which is basically what uh, a lot of people have been doing, because, I don't know, it just seems like a common thing. Not that big a deal, still love the set, love the minifigures, love that they were able to do some new molds for ideas for once. Um, there's a fair amount of stickers, which I would say might be too much for the printing number, but I'm a big fan of it overall. I like it. And I'm hoping to eventually get the, uh, complete Muppets CMF series and add them into the neighborhood as a whole Muppet Jim Henson neighborhood. What about you, Ohm? What an excellent transition. Indeed. What an excellent segue. That's the word I was looking for. There you go. Speaking of Muppets, I, Muppets have moved into my Lego city. I recently nabbed those Muppet CMFs, the full series, and they are in the process of moving into the Palace Cinema. Mm -hmm. I am in the process of making some graphics for the actual posters on the outside, and halfway done renovating the interior to actually resemble the Muppet Theater. Nice. With the arches and... Uh, some questions. What, what would that entail, you renovating the inside of the theater? It appears I was going to show you off air, but I did not. I failed to take a photo. Failure. Um, I think I actually did on someone else's phone, which... Interesting. Okay. Anyway, right now I did um, an orchestra pit, and I added a piano, which I just stole from Assembly Square nice. for Rolf the Dog. Yep. And I sat people, and I turned the film booth into a little balcony for Statler and Waldorf. Nice. As the expected. The arches I need to order because I don't have enough lying around in my collection. Yep. But um, I did do a model in studio a few months ago, and that I will be ordering, and then I will make it, and then I will send pictures and put it on our podcast page. Yay! That's very nice. I'm excited to see that and uh, what that will turn out to be eventually. Lego News. Ah, da, da. So we've been kind of off air for a while, so we're going to take some time to catch up to, to you know, give our own thoughts about the, the, the vast number of sets that have been revealed recently. We're not going to hit them all. Oh, no. We're just going to do more than noteworthy ones either in the general public's eyes or maybe just in our own eyes. <laughs> to answer that more specifically, yes, I have three eyes. Mickey has one. We should have been more specific about that. Yes. Eh, sorry. <laughs> So yeah, uh, we're going to start in here with a noteworthy creator 3-in-1 set. This is set 31132, the Viking ship in the Midgard Serpent. Recently, LEGO has been doing these sort of uh, creator 3-in-1 sets where they do these 100 or give or take $100. This one is actually $120, which is a new one for the time, where they take these old classic themes and they make these sort of inspired by... 3-in-1 sets. This is seen in the 2020 Pirate Ship Creator 3-in-1 set, the 2021 Medieval Castle 3-in-1 set. Both were $100. This one is $120, which makes sense because it's much larger. Um, this one is, of course, from the Viking theme, which only lasted for, I think, like a year or so. And this set includes four Viking minifigures. One has a brand new dual-molded headpiece. Includes a pretty sizable longship, as well as brick-built sails. The whole deal, that's a pretty noted hallmark of these creator three-in-one sets and then a pretty large serpent 
one thing I've been seeing a lot about this, uh, the Midgard Serpent is that most of it is not actually poseable. There's only a couple things in, like, the tail. Once you get past where the serpent kind of sits on the ground, all of that is already pre-posed, and only the head is posable. But, so yeah, basically the tail is the only posable part. There's also some pretty nice alternate builds, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. There's one with a wolf who's represent Fenrir or Fenris, however you want to say it. Uh, it was like the wolf of the dead in Norse mythology. Pretty good good build. There's also like a blue tree or something. There's also another build with a kind of Viking lodge, which is a pretty good, good build, although the walls are kind of weirdly constructed. As always with creator three and one sets, the prime build or the A build with all the pieces used is usually the best one. And that is definitely the case here. Any thoughts? I actually gave my thoughts on our last episode where That's it was true. just me and an archive because we did not have overlapping spring breaks. Sorry about that. That's okay, that's not your fault. Yeah. But um I have to say even this A model is better looking than the goat boat. That's fair. It's incredible that this three in one set, which has two other capabilities, looks better than a set with one. Goat boat looks good, but this looks excellent. And I I like the old Vikings theme and it's nice to see it not using prefab holes. Yeah. That is nice. I like how also in that pirate ship that we got a couple years back, how they it was not a prefabricated, like, two-piece built hole. It was a couple different pieces that were used to nice make, make nice shaping instead of just, like, giant block pieces. So I like, I like when Lego is, <laughs> dare I say, I like when Lego is used for what Lego is supposed to be used for. But maybe that's just me being petty. Who knows? No one likes giant prefab pieces. Alrighty, speaking of the Muppets, I have seen Emisaur specifically turn this set into the Muppet Show Theater. It's the Friends Theater, and oh my, I was so happy to see this. I don't collect Friends, and I don't plan to, but this made me seriously consider it. It looks great. I, I don't have much to say. It's just, it's a really great set, a really creative idea. Like, it works like a dollhouse. It opens and closes. The curtains work like they should. You have different sets. You have different costumes, you have a wardrobe department, you have direction, music. Mickey and I, we both love the theater, especially musical theater. And it's so incredible to see this actually happening in Lego. I am beyond excited. It is very nice, the set. Um, I, I appreciate how Friends and City, they've been kind of shaky in their boundaries, where Friends has, the Friends theme has been more of these more beautiful builds that have better part usage, better better prices, honestly, if you've seen the new city sets and they're interesting prices. Um, this huge, nearly modular building, it's not quite as uh, deep as a modular building and also not built on a base plate, but you could probably make it on a base plate, is only priced at $100. As a comparison, whereas you have something like Sesame Street, which is $120, and is about the same width, but is not at all the same height. So I think there's, that's just interesting, the different the disparity between prices between the different themes. I think it's a great set. I'm not going to get it, but that's just me. But I think it's a great set. I like the box seats. I like how they're kind of built with the uh, quarter dome pieces on the bottom in like a kind of goldy color. And those would be great, again, Muppets Theater. That'd be great for Settler Waldorf, so on and so forth. You could probably definitely make this into a Muppets thing, and I just think it's a great quality set. Yeah, I think to do Muppets, you would just replace the magenta with 
um, like red, dark red, yeah, yeah, because that's the Muppet theming, and you would take all the, I think that's turquoise, just and just remove all of that, and you yeah. should be good. That's yeah. and put the arches in. I mean, they yeah. go. I think that's a great pairing. And it is nice how they have the uh, different backdrops that you can probably modify to put the arches in. Also revealed recently was a new line in LEGO City, which included, I believe, three sets. And this included, these are the new City Farm sets. These probably are already released by the time this is airing. But um, what's interesting about these sets is, first of all, the largest set is actually a 4-plus set, which is interesting. Also, there are very many new animal molds. There is, for instance, a new sheep mold. That, for some bizarre reason, includes a separate mold for wool on it to be sheared. Which you can put on dogs. I've already seen it happening. It's interesting. Um, there's... The land. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so many new molds for baby animals. Uh, there's some interesting new molds. I've seen, like, uh, there's one for a watering can. There's one for, I think, some corn or something along those lines, which is pretty cool. Nice dual molded piece. So, overall, I think these sets are pretty cool. I'm just glad to see Farm actually back in LEGO City because we spent a long time without it. Yeah. And it's a good line, and it's a realistic line. And I love all the cute baby animals, the piglets, and the lamb. Also, this is kind of barely connected to it, but there is another city set that I know of that is the grocery store, or grocery store. Um, that also has a couple of new molds for food, and I believe there's, like, a nice shopping cart. Um, there's a bunch of cool things with that set, just kind of connected with the food farm system thing okay this is a big story monkey kid which never ceases to amaze us as lego fans mm. has been back again making very interesting sets Indeed. we have three the heavenly realms monkey kids team van and dragon of the yeast <laughs> not, the, not the yeast <laughs> not the yeast no i like yeast but this is the dragon of the east indeed it's very turquoise and i like it looks like actually a friend's dragon but i think it's great and yeah it's cool and it's underwater the the van i'm sorry it looks like a box on wheels there's a really nice building next to it but the actual monkey kid team van just looks just a clarification i'm sorry i know this van is for kids but unlike the boat you do not take a box on wheels and call it a van and then put a box on top of that and a box on top of that. It's fun, but I'm, I'm sorry. There's only so much I can suspend my disbelief. But hey, I mean, if your kid likes it or your adult, if, if you like it, enjoy. Yep. And then the Heavenly Realm. This 180. That's a pretty good price for a Monkey Kid set of this size. They've had these sort of larger playsets coming out more recently with the uh, Legendary Flower Flute Mountain and the City of Lanterns. I want to say there's another one, but I don't remember it exactly. These are all in the 160, 180. I think the city was like, which was basically Ninjago City Light, uh, was 150 or something. But this is a pretty good price for having, I want to say, over 2,000 pieces. See, what really bugs me about it is I don't like exposed technic, which, okay, but th there's a huge reliance on vinyl. It keeps the price down, but it feels almost not Lego. 
I, it's beautifully done, but the usage of the vinyl seems mega constructy. I, I, it, I feel like it, it's an overuse because this is not a boat and it doesn't have sails. But, Mickey, what are your thoughts? One thing that I do think is interesting about this set is I like the function where if you close or open the, uh, the kind of side platform, cloud platforms in a specific way, then the clouds that are obscuring the main building and the main entryway actually will lift up and kind of do this grand reveal thing, which I do like that function. I do agree the technique is a bit too exposed for my taste, and I do think the vinyl is a bit much. I would have liked to see brick built clouds, but it would have brought up the price a lot, but I don't know. I currently at this at this juncture in time, I don't know if I can visualize what brick built clouds would do to the price, and I'm kinda worried about that. Moving on to our next story. They've done a new wave of nine sets that are coming out or already have come out. And these sets are basically this new for this new season that's like it's basically Ninjago Endgame. They did a whole like weird parody poster where they replaced all the characters in the Endgame poster with Ninjago characters. You got a couple of different sets. Um, the villains of this wave have these cool trans pink, trans purple mixed with like a gunmetal gray, dual molded whole color scheme, which I like. I love this look, and I love transparent pieces, just especially minifig part. So. Yes, this is excellent. Yep, they are nice. Um, I want to say the four or five of the main ninja have this whole, like, dragon outfit with gold and a trans color of their specific, like, color scheme, which is nice, and those come in different sets. There's a couple different sets. There's some different vehicles of the different ninja, varying sizes, and then there's... Some interesting prices. Um, one in specific I want to call attention to is the Lloyd's Golden Ultra Dragon, which is $140. And it's interesting because it's basically, it's basically the exact body as a set that already came out this year. And then they added three more heads and they kind of beefed up the legs a bit. And it's very, very discovered in gold pieces, which I understand because Lego doesn't do a lot of pearl gold pieces that are large. That means... There's a lot of lot of small gold pieces that are beefing up the price. Yeah. I will say, though, there are a respectable amount of figures in most of these sets compared to something like, I don't know, Star Wars, which is... We'll talk about that later. I like the villain color scheme. I like how they're bringing back old villains with new armor, new schemes, new weapons, and stuff like that. I appreciate all the new moles, even if they're kind of, I don't know, interestingly placed. Um, Yeah, I like... I like what I'm seeing. The prices are a bit much, but that's kind of it. E Bricklink Designer Program. What a what a what a thing! I think this is a great idea, personally. But uh, giving a new, dare I say, a new lease on life for these Lego Ideas projects that were such popular things at their time. I think it's a cool idea. Bring them back. Give them an actual chance. So let's run through the projects that were available in this round and the ones that got approved. There was the Observatory, the Diner, the Winter Chalet, Studgate Train Station, the Construction Site, the Steampunk Science Thingamajigger, the Waterfall that worked, and then the Builder modded it so it doesn't really work the way everyone liked. Yeah, it's some interesting panel system. 
the incredible Brickwest Studios and Space Troopers. Which is interesting. I like um, them all. I, I think they're all, except for the waterfall, it's not bad, but what it was before the King of Lego had to redesign it was something much cooler. Now it's just a conveyor belt in a mountain. Yeah. So Brickwest Studios, I was really shocked to not make it. It did seem like a very popular thing. But the construction site funded. Which is interesting, but I, I think it's fair. I like it, and it's a modular, so everyone goes for those. <laughs> The Observatory funded, the Chalet funded, which I was, okay, I was very surprised. Studgate, which was 400 bucks, but incredible. Not modular, but still great. The 50 Signer, which I did not expect. And it was 130 bucks, but people went for it because it was cheap. I would say that, comparison. but yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, the, I think the Downtown Diner was a pretty popular modular when it came out and currently, so... I think we're kind of seeing some sort of manifestation of that demand here. And then the observatory, I didn't... I, I did the British way. Um, I did not expect that to get funded. I'm glad that it did, because it's modular and it's beautiful. Yep. But, like, stuff that has to do with science has not been doing too well on these designer programs. <laughs> yeah, I like the observatory. Probably out of the ones that were selected, out of the five that were selected, the observatory is probably my favorite. I love all the secrets and details and interior things that they're able to include. Plus, I mean... It's a giant dome with a telescope, and it, I don't know, it's just pretty cool. Moving on to our next new segment, uh, we have one of the latest LEGO ideas. That's Vincent van Gogh, The Starry Night, retailing for $170 US dollars. This is set number 21333. This is a pretty cool set. It has, of course... The Starry Night. Uh, one interesting thing is that they added a frame, which I think is really nice and how it complements the painting. One interesting thing is that uh, the painting like juts out of the frame by like a solid, I want to say someone said it was like nearly like three inches out of the frame, which might be a little, I don't know, dangerous if you're hanging this on a wall or something that if you're like walking by or someone else is walking by, they might accidentally hit it and knock part off or something. So there's always that risk, but it's pretty cool. I love the texturing. I love how very similar this was to the original one. They were able to add these nice printed dishes to include the stars in a better way. The moon piece is pretty cool. Um, this was developed in collaboration with MoMA, or the Museum of Modern Art in New York. I also really like the minifigure of Vincent Van Gogh, which was inspired by his uh, self-portrait. Like, I love the distinctive brush strokes in his clothes, and the nice arm printing there is pretty cool. Overall, I think this is a really cool set. Love the detailing, love the the visible recogniz recognizability that you can clearly see here. I think it's incredible that we get actual print of the Starry Night as a painting, so you can put that in your Lego museum if you're a purist, which I'm kind of a Lego purist. It really does jut out, which annoys me, but it's also incredibly beautiful. This knocked my socks off. I don't collect most of the Lego art stuff, but this is a whole nother level. And I love how they used a messy Lego technique, uh, the way they did the plates, to, and it really encapsulates the, the style and the original intent of the painting. Indeed. Two other things I want to notice, I want to note about this is 
Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about how kind of tedious it is to do the backdrop, which if you if you see a picture of it, is this huge, just basically the entire painting is this stacking of different colors of blue. I've also of heard blue. some people say Plates? that this is what the that Leo really, art theme really, really should have been all along. This kind of reinventing art in a new way, a new texture, a new kind of medium, while still keeping true to the original. And I feel like that's a pretty good thing, even though if I do like the mosaic. The mosaics are appropriate, especially for the Warhols. I think that was the perfect choice. But you didn't need so much. Yeah. Like, a couple, but honestly, you can just give people, let's say, a $300 mosaic set with 20, 25 of those. No, that's a lot, actually. Like, maybe 20 of those Lego art giant 16 by 16 bricks, pins, and then, I don't know, thousand of, like, 10 colors. They wouldn't have made as much money. That, cool. That's a better way to do the mosaics. Kind of leaving it open-ended. Because you get so many parts left over. Indeed. I got the Lego Batman um, Joker art set. And what I did is I liked it. Well, it wasn't Joker. It was the Batman Lego art. And I made the Joker because I liked that one. And then I put the explosion from the more complicated model into the background of it using just the leftover pieces because I like that better than black. So, yeah, I, I think that needs a little work. A great step forward in the ever-continuing greatness of Lego ideas. That was a topic we are not qualified to talk about. No, not really. Optimus Prime. 170 bucks. You can buy it right now. We're not telling you to. Um, you it, can. It, it's a thing. There's no figure, which is the most disappointing part. This is interesting how the licensing works, because I think Creo had the license for the longest time which is why we weren't able to get Transformer sets. I think the mocks, because they don't have to worry about sturdiness, do a much better job actually changing into the truck and back into the Autobot. But yeah, we're not... If you couldn't tell, we are not Transformers fans, and we don't know what is going on with this. I think it's a cool set, and it was kind of a crazy concept, because... You can see on the box here, this is this is literally a partnership between Lego and Hasbro, basically two of the largest toy companies in existence, and the near bitter rivals, even though it's not like, I hope there's no, like, anger between them, but, and they're partnering on making this, and I just think that is so cool to see, and something that is so rare, and probably won't happen again. I would love it to happen again. I'd love for these different toy brands to start partnering more so licenses aren't so exclusive, but I don't know. I'm a big fan of it. I think it's it's a pretty cool set. It is, there's some weird parts where it's a bit uh, static and I would like for some a bit more posability, but again, they, they gotta work with, with what they have for the transforming function. This is opening the door to potentially Star Wars CMF because, again, Hasbro has locked up those action figure rights. <laughs> if they can build up this uh, nice relationship with Hasbro, then who knows what will happen in the future. Not just with Star Wars CMF, but really so many things because very few people know the exact technical details of the Hasbro Lego deals. And so we don't know what could happen in the future, and I just think that's a very exciting prospect. Also, props to Lego's legal team for having this great 
being able to get a deal with Hasbro, I mean, they did one with Nintendo, which was not easy. That took years in the making. But, you know, good good on you, Lego legal team. No one probably... No one probably knows you exist. <laughs> so, you exist to me. Good job. I, I don't think about you ever, except for when I look at this, but... Good job, you one person in a basement. <laughs> uh, moving on to another topic that we have. Just a little note that we're going to talk about here. Uh... Lego has been going through a little bit of an identity crisis recently. We had our noteworthy creative creator expert theme, uh, which was attempted to be rebranded to like uh, adults only is what it was called, and then also adults? eighteen well, plus. Well. And it was interesting because they were trying all these different branding schemes, but they were never changing the actual name on um, the actual Lego website. And now they've finally taken a change. They've changed the creator expert theme to Lego Icons which is an interesting name. I think it's nice because it kind of separates it from the um, Raider 3-in-1 sets, which I feel like it was it was born out of, so it was nice that it was to recognizing it. But, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any major thoughts on this. What about you, Om? I'm happy that maybe the 18 Plus will be less of an emphasis on the boxes because, again, these are... At the end of the day, icons is more accurate to saying these are display pieces. Doesn't mean they're targeted for or not for adults and not for kids. Indeed. It's it's for everyone. The Daily Bugle, excellent 18 plus set or no icon set. The Sesame Street, excellent. Well, that was an idea set. But point here is I get that you're trying to reach adults, but you're also cutting out your teen audience, which... To be honest, Lego never cared about. But we're going to speak about it. <laughs> Honestly, it's going to be... We're going to still call it Creator Expert. Because that name's been around since... Forever. 2007, at least. Yeah. With, like, the OG carousel. Yeah. That was Creator Expert and the modulars. So, yeah. I'm very qualified to talk about Lightyear. It's coming out... 17th, I want to say. Yeah, this is... These are good sets. I think I talked about at least one of them on my last episode, so I'll be quick. Um, these look good. Fairly reasonably priced, I think. So we'll see, actually, after the movie comes out. Indeed. How good these sets were. Yep. Because remember that first wave of the Lego Batman movie where the sets had almost nothing to do with the film? <laughs> but then those second and third waves had everything to do with the film and the actual important stuff? So, I don't know. I would like there for for there to be at least like maybe at least one set, maybe a whole second wave. I don't know. We're, it's already crazy that we're getting three whole sets dedicated to this one movie, but it is being marketed as this whole big deal, which I think is fair. Um, something interesting I've seen noted and pointed out is that the new mole that they created for Buzz Lightyear actually has um pinholes on the side for his kind of bubble dome shield thing. You know the thing. But that actually doesn't appear in any of the sets. So some people have been pointing to that as a case of, oh, they're going to have another set with that in it. Which I would like, because I would like a Zerg minifigure. A few moments later. Um, just something I know is that this is a new mold, because it's a bit larger. Three days later. Rebondi, in the Toy Story 4 sets, did Buzz have a visor? One eternity later. Yeah, the reason those holes are there is because this mold was used at least, if not for the CMF, 
for the 2019 Toy Story 4 sets, which had a visor. Um, one thing I like about these sets is that actually every single figure here is an exclusive figure, which I think is pretty cool. Even if, like, for instance, there's two of Buzz Lightyear in his classic outfit. But what's interesting is the arm printing is different. One of them has more of, like, a flamethrower laser type thing. And the other one is more of the general Star Command Buzz Lightyear thing. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I like all the builds. The, the XL-15 spaceship is pretty cool. It's very dense in its size and detailing and everything but all the angles line up all the angles are good um yeah i like these sets overall i think they're pretty cool there's some really cool minifigures with some new molds some great arm printing and stuff yeah right now there might be more revealed by the time you listen to this because you know they're probably all going to be revealed at lego con but we'll talk about that later but most of the other most of if not all of the other episodes, uh sets from this theme star wars uh will most likely be revealed at lego con but here we already have four technically five of these sets um and most of them are all available for pre-order, which I think is pretty cool. So we got four available for pre-order. Um, so let's just kind of go down the list, shall we? So first of all, after they said over and over again that we're not going to make sets for that property, it's too violent. There's not enough material from it. Here we are with the $100, US dollars BD-1, a build of the next uh, entry into the buildable figure, buildable droids, buildable characters, whatever you want to call them, line, which includes such things as the probe droid, BB-8, DO, uh, Rogu, um, all sorts of things. And if you're wondering why LEGO said, this is too violent, we'll never make a property off. It's money. It's all money. It's because Jedi Survivor. Honestly. But, yeah. They were... I've heard some people say that they were worried that Jedi Fallen Order wouldn't do as good, or it just wouldn't be a success. Here we are, it is a success, it has a sequel coming out next year. Um, and they knew that, and they also were open to it, I guess, again? I don't know. But I'm happy that it's here. Uh, it has that BD series mold that we saw in the N1 Starfighter from the Book of Boba Fett, and we also, so we get that in a new printed color scheme, we get this pretty sizable buildable droid it has some great posability it's not as good posability as a lot of mocks i've seen but again it has the lego standards it has some pretty good posability in the neck area where it's able to go up and down and then forward and backwards and then also is able to shift left and right it's kind of like turning its head at you which i think is pretty cool and that's pretty bd1 mannerism so i think that's pretty fun any thoughts speaking of appropriate properties to be adapted into lego form yeah lego also put out a thing last year saying deathly hollows one is too dark for lego to make sets on <laughs> there's a harry potter set the ministry of magic that's very deathly hollows base that is very true yes moving on to another set we have obi-wan kenobi's jedi starfighter retailing for 30 dollars. all of these are coming out august 1st uh you can pre-order them now but not sure they'll still be available for pre-order this comes with two, three minifigures, whatever you want to call them. We have a new Obi-Wan, who's actually based on uh, his appearance in, like, Stars of the Skywalker Saga. And what's interesting is he has a cloak, but it's printed on instead of just having a cape. 
also include his R4P17, the Astromech Droid, in Dark Red. And then also, brand new, we have a Kemino and Tonwi with a new dual-molded headpiece. I think it's a little too short, the headpiece. It should have been a little bit taller, but I have not really that many grievances. Printing looks good, molding looks great. The ship looks pretty good. Um, they've been using that new wedge piece that the... The, uh, the tip of the wedge piece doesn't narrow into an ex into a stud, but into an exact point. They've been using that to great effect here, especially in the back regions, to be able to get the shaping correct on the wings. Uh, I still think the cockpit is a bit too high up over the wings, but that's just me. I think it's a pretty good set. It's got some nice landing gear. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah, I like this. I have the 2019, 2018 at this point, actually. I want to say 2017? Anakin's Jedi Starfighter, which is Clone Wars based. I'm just happy to see Kaminoan, honestly. That's the only reason anyone wants this set. <laughs> There's been a bajillion Obi-Wan Jedi Starfighters. This is cool. I won't be getting it. Even just to pair it with. But, eh, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our next Star Wars set, we have the Ambush on Ferrix. Retailing for 70 US dollars, coming with three. Ooh. Coming with three minifigures, and this is from the upcoming Andor show, which I'm pretty excited about. And it comes with a speeder bike that can actually fit two people and is actually a pretty good build. We haven't seen it in universe yet, so we don't know if it's size accurate. And then we also have this thing called the Mobile Tack Pod, which, if you haven't seen it yet, it looks like a cross between. It's a smaller flat gunship, Republic gunship, with the color scheme and kind of like Griebling style of the Razor Crest. <laughs> if you can imagine that, it's an interesting set. I've seen from footage from Star Wars Celebration, where these sets were revealed and shown off, is that this set is actually interestingly dimensioned, where it's only a little bit, um, only a little bit longer than it is wide it's kind of more a little bit more square like but it's still a rectangle ish and it's interesting because you actually fit five minifigures in this interior i like the dark orange seats that's nice uh there's a nice turret at the top with some pretty well integrated stud shooters that i like it's a nice set it's a little it's a little bit just a little bit overpriced maybe i i could see this maybe like a 60 dollar or 50 dollar set it's hard to tell because every piece of rendering art that we've seen of this set has been weirdly scaled, where the minifigures are too close, so it looks like it's smaller or bigger than it is. So I'm going to say it's not going to be a while until we see this actually in hand, where we'll be able to be able to gauge its price better. But it's still probably a little overpriced, because this is Star Wars. Any thoughts on this? Or are we just moving past it, because it's kind of... Just boo, yeah. it's way, it's way, way too overpriced. It, it's reasonable for the part. But where did these parts go? It is a good question. I don't, I'm not even sure where they went. Are they counting like every page of the instruction booklet as a part? <laughs> um, speaking of which, these new instruction booklets. Oh, not the instruction booklets. With they the... look like studio exports. They're so interesting. We're gonna move on here to a very cool set that I'm excited about, which is the new $100 Inquisitor Transport Scythe. And this features four minifigures. We have um, 
Obi-Wan, or I guess Ben Kenobi is what it's labeled here, with a new mullet piece, which is pretty cool, kind of weirdly slicked back in the front, but I think it's fine. Uh, we have the fifth brother with a new helmet mold and a new armor mold, even if they're very similar to the ones from that one Rebel set, the ATTE. We have the third sister, Riva, who has, um, I want to say that's the Valkyrie hairpiece from it Marvel. Is. Okay. And then we have the Grand Inquisitor, who looks very fun here. I love the new armor piece. It's reminiscent of the Rebels one, but it's still slightly different. The kind of pauldrons are brought in a bit. Um, also comes with a cape, and the Grand Inquisitor in a cape is something very cool. They all, of course, they're double-layered lightsabers. Everyone's a lightsaber. It's interesting to see a set where every character has a lightsaber. We haven't seen that since Palpatine's Arrest, maybe? Maybe sooner, but... Yeah, um... The set itself, the ship itself, is kind of huge for $100. 924 pieces, if you were going price per piece, you could probably say this is overpriced, but this is, it doesn't seem overpriced. It has some great shaping to make these sort of prongs in the front that are very reminiscent of Krennic Shuttle. Um, it also has a huge interior. It has three seats for the three Inquisitors that are pretty nicely built up. Um, some great controls, whether they're printed or stickers, probably stickers. And then this huge 6x6 six six interior space that has no seats, no, just, just plain studs. You can probably fit a solid, you could maybe fit like six stormtroopers or maybe just inquisitors or whatever sort of characters you want to put in there. Um, in this pretty big interior. There's also a nice ramp in the front because we need a ramp and there's some landing gear. Any thoughts on this home? This looks like Krennic's shuttle, and there was this one 2017 Justice League set as well. Mickey knows, I don't know the name, but... It's like it, the Flying Fox or something. The Flying or the Hound or whatever. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor's face, um, the eyes are a little wonky. I like the Rebels one better, but I mean, this isn't bad. I, I do like how the face print is kind of weird. It reflects the actual guy in the show. That's fair. Um... Kenobi, man, he looks like an excellent jumpstart to a Calcastus fig. Ooh. Yeah, the hairpiece. Yeah, you just, um, make some adjustments or just, I mean, you're gonna probably totally switch it out. The, uh, headpiece, the head, and, yeah, it's pretty much a Calcastus. Because yeah, it has the poncho and everything. The torso, the poncho. That's Cal. Yeah. Excited to hopefully see one in a, maybe a Mantis later in 2022 or 2023. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I love the Inquisitor figures. I could have maybe used, like, maybe like a, as silly as it seems, like a Stormtrooper would have been nice. I would have liked, we haven't seen them in the actual series yet, but from Fallen Order are, are these kind of cool troopers called Purge Troopers. If they show oh, up in the show, yeah. I would love to see one of those in this set. Even just like an officer, maybe, or, I don't know, any sort of thing. But I'm perfectly content with these four minifigures because they're all great. Great new molds. They bring back the Inquisitor lightsaber piece with the semi with the circle handle, which is pretty cool, even if it's kind of ridiculous. But I'm a fan of the set. Weirdly large for $100 compared to other things like the Boba Fett's throne room or even the Bad Batch shuttle, which is kind of laughable next to this. But yeah, I'm a fan of this. I think it's pretty cool. Love the minifigures. Just love the ship. Love it all. Love the price. You know what I wonder? I wonder if, like, 
the quality price of this somehow got transferred to the that one Andor set. I'm mm. blanking on my name. Like this was gonna cost 120, and they moved those 20 bucks to the Andor set. And like <laughs> this is already an overpriced set. Let's let's increase it a little bit. Yeah, people are gonna want those figs. You never know. Again, props for including all three Inquisitors in this Indeed. set, rather I was... than splitting them up. Yeah. Um, oh, super excited for this. I would love to see, I'm going to be very excited to see the rest of the Star Wars sets that will be revealed, hopefully at LEGO Con, maybe later, maybe earlier. Who knows? Yeah, Rolling Stones thingy. Um, it's a giant tongue. Yeah, there's some interesting, there's some nice texture. They hit some nice studs underneath it, which is pretty cool. I'm a big fan of how they're moving art. They're seemingly moving art into new Actual different routes. art. Wow. Art's not just like weird mosaic paintings. It's like sculptures and stuff. I would love to see like a cool, cool sculpture or something from Lego art. I think that'd be cool. So I think we made it through all of our news stories. Ah, so many news. So much news. Ah. Okay, let's not have fun now, and let's all be sad for a minute. We're going to talk about the Skywalker saga. Why am I asking you to be sad? Who knows? Because TT Games. Mm. Thankfully, LEGO has started looking for other partners besides TT Games, because in the process of making this game, employees at TT Games were subjected to sexual harassment and terrible crunch, which basically means they were working so much overtime without getting paid. Yeah. It, they made a great game, but that's why we're going to excuse some of the flaws. I mean, when you're in such a terrible environment, you're going to make mistakes. It's totally fine. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple notable flaws that we're just going to note here. Not a big deal, but I don't know, just something we want to notice. Uh, there's no character customizer, which is kind of like a hallmark of LEGO games. And there does seem to be a remnant of the character customizer in-game, where you can see on the, the capital ships which are these kind of large ships that are able to be explored and taken over. Uh, in nearly every one, ex- maybe every one, there are these Bacta tanks that are very similar to the look of character customizers in past Star- LEGO Star Wars games. Specifically uh, Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars, which they had on a capital ship. Indeed. And it was a Bacta tank. Um, and what's interesting about these, otherwise we just normally pass them off as just, oh, a weird destructible object that it adds atmosphere. Uh, but what's interesting about these back tanks is they're not actually able to be destroyed which means they are used for something this is noted if there's like most npcs can be destroyed however if an npc can give you a mission then you cannot like break them you cannot break them apart into different pieces and so this means that these are probably where the character customizer was there's still a possibility they could bring them into a game in a future update all bets are off after um most recent update where they brought in I want to say like five new capital ships into the game that were originally cut content. So you never know what TT games and what this group of talented programmers can bring in next. So we'll see in the future. No, no, no assurances, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. Kajimi does have no open world. You can fly into the space and do the level, and um, that's it, which is honestly fine. There's enough open worlds there. That's fair. One thing I've seen people say is the reason it's not there 
is because it was destroyed in the story of Rise of Skywalker, and so that's like, it's not there anymore, even though you can clearly see it. Um, and that's also why I've heard people say that's why Starkiller Base isn't a planet that you can go to and explore, which is sad, because I would have loved to see Ilum, because that's what Starkiller Base is. Um, but I think it's still excusable, because there's so much open world here. Jetpacks are also a noted limitation in figure in characters such as uh, Django and Boba Fett. Um, I think it's fine, but there should have been an extra that allows like at least ten seconds on the jetpack. Yeah, right now they're just kind of like hovering machines that you let you float for like two seconds and then you fall, which is nice to kind of like get over a barrier or to go to bypass like a stairway or something somewhere. I don't know, but it's a nice system. It's just not what it should have been, but it's fine for now. Um, also noted is in the crate open world. This is, a, this is just something to note. In the crate and Hoth open worlds, you're restricted to only the bases and you're not able to go outside. Kind of sad. Especially that Hoth level. Yeah, the Hoth, there's a cool Hoth level, I believe it's called Hoth and Cold, where um, you get to go to like the twilight time of this huge frozen field in Hoth with all these secret like rebel outposts everywhere and there's like caves and stuff and it's a pretty cool level. So I would have liked to see that sort of thing in Planet of the Open World but it's not really a big deal. But in Crate, what's interesting is they reuse the models for different cave rooms in as you go through them so you can actually be in like the same room multiple times just different like destructible items and different puzzles in them. It's interesting. Again, not a big deal. Just something to notice. Capital ships do do that too, unfortunately. Yeah, you'll see some repetition, some repeated rooms. Which, yeah. Okay. Also, covering, there was a recent update. The middle of May. 1.0.1, I believe it's called. Just the biggest update. Um, This update... Basically patched every, well, not every, but most, if not all, of the major glitches in the game. Including the good ones. Yep. Noted in this is the, uh, the Mandalorian, the child, um, duplication glitch, which allows you to get however many characters you want following you around. Also, child flight, where you pull, um, a child character. Because of legal issues, you cannot attack your own child character uh, so you would just fly into the air as you com air combo them with the Jedi or a Sith. Yep. And you could fly, which is awesome. And now you can only do that twice and then you fall. Very sad. But, you know, not really a big deal again. Now, this is also the update where they added those five new capital ships, which were original cut content. As you can tell because the Kyber Brick number was went from some strange number with a bunch of different digits to a, to a round number of 1,200 which is nice with the addition of these capital ships. Yeah, I played for like 30 minutes. It was fun. The controls are my biggest issue because they're not normal LEGO game controls. That allows for, you know, combos, which is great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I like I, I'm used to having Y helping me switch in here. In this game, Y is useless. The open worlds are good. The split screen is I'm good. The split screen is very interesting because it's not a dynamic split screen like I've seen in, I want to say, LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2 is one of the only ones where I've played a dynamic split screen. It's most LEGO games if they have a split screen that's... The split screens are only necessary when you're in two different places. Otherwise, if you're next to each other or closely next to each other, 
then they'll merge into one, even if you're facing in different directions. Whereas this game, no matter where you are, even if you're just following behind in the same direction, it'll still be two screens, which is kind of annoying. I don't know. It greatly restricts it. This is a game where you kind of do need the full width of the entire screen to be able to deal with all the uh, things that they put in the heads-up display. But the immersion is incredible. It's total props to the LEGO team. Even though it's LEGO, you really feel like you're in it. <laughs> I love all of the NPCs in the game. The open worlds are great, and they're all varying sizes and, I don't know, different types. Like, for instance, Coruscant has two main areas, but then in those main areas, there's so many different little hidden areas. There's, like, uh, one thing to notice is, I believe it's called the Uskru District, which is the kind of nightlife district scene in Attack of the Clones in, on Coruscant, which is this great neon planet with all... Sorry, great neon street with all these hidden alleyways and great atmosphere and just, like, so many cool little pieces of built Lego that just adds to the whole place with NPCs everywhere. I like it. Um, 23 open worlds is a lot. I love the addition of the capital ships. Um, I've just finished playing through all the story levels once before, and now I'm going through and doing all the puzzles and stuff for uh, each of the planets. So that'll be fun to finish those, and then go back and play the story again in free play to be able to get all the extras and stuff. Um, some of it can be a bit tedious in how the puzzles are kind of repeated sometimes, but it is fine. It is... Um, it is what it is, and I do appreciate the developers for what they've done. This is a great game. I would recommend it. I wouldn't say it's... I wouldn't say it's the best LEGO game. There are some other issues. I haven't played all of them before. There are some issues with repetition. There are some issues with um, kind of switching your gameplay style to the new system of how the buttons on your controller are used. But overall, I would definitely recommend the game. Okay, now we're going to draft some DLC packs that we really wish were in the game. And we're not going to include vehicles nor planets that should have been here, like Dathomir or Lothal, which I think would have been kind of helpful. That'd be nice. And there's always the chance, however unlikely, that they could add new planets. I do think after a certain point, uh, people need to lower their expectations for non-movie things due to this being the Skywalker saga, so it's about the nine movies. I would like for them to maybe add, like, I don't know, they could add Scarif, maybe? That would be a pretty cool thing for Rogue One, or they could add uh, Kessel or Corellia or something for Solo, something like that. Scarif would have been beautiful. Scarif would have been so cool. I could imagine the, the nice waters and everything in the and trees. And you could, you could be the beach trooper. Mm, the, the shore troopers, yep. Not, not the shore troopers, like the oh yeah the beach trooper in the swimsuit yes and just go around in that and it would have been so nice so yes anyway we're gonna draft two dlc packs with up to six different characters or skins per pack uh do you want to divide into clone wars and rebels or i feel like those those are what we have to do right mm -hmm. rebels i mean it's just the the main crew and what's interesting is there are varying well, numbers of characters in these packs. I think it's five to seven is 
uh, what the numbers are, because some of them have five. I think the Bad Batch pack Rogue one is has five. But I think, yeah, Rogue One, I think, is seven, I want to say. It's the main, the main, like, six. And then it's Prennick, seven. So, yeah. Ezra, Zeb, Hera, Sabine, Kanan. And uh, specifically, what outfits? Especially for Kanan. Do you want blind Kanan or normal Kanan? That is a good question. Um, I would probably do... I would probably do normal Kanan, but I'm not sure. The unblinded version. But, I don't know. Either, both of them are fine in my mind. I think they're both pretty cool. So that's five. And then Thrawn? Thrawn is an interesting one, because Thrawn would be great, but maybe not that fun to play as. Because that's true. all the officers are bland and are just the same. So, like, obviously Thrawn would need voice lines. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I mean, none what, of the DLC characters have voice lines. You know what would be cool if Thrawn could do the Force influence power, but just like by talking. <laughs> That's so in character. Great speaker. And he would have like the abilities of a protocol droid minus the splitting. Now the question is: Do you want to include Thrawn, or do you want to include uh, the Grand Inquisitor? Ooh, because we're at six. Grand Inquisitor is non-negotiable. Because that's going to be an incredible character to play as. And you should have, like, a jetpack function where you can do the stupid... <laughs> Not the stupid spinning <laughs> helicopter lightsabers. That would be six without Thrawn. I think we'd have to cut it there because Thrawn really wouldn't be fun to play as. But would you like to put for seven, Chopper? You know what? Thrawn, you're out. Chopper needs to be part of it. I think we can go for seven on this because Chopper's a... I think it'd be fair to do seven. Okay, so our seven in a Rebels character pack for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga would be Ezra, Hera, Sabine, Zeb, Kanan, Chopper, and the Grand Inquisitor. All in varying looks, except for the Grand Inquisitor, who has one look, because it's the Inquisitor. Um, would you put Ezra in the hero or the Jedi category if he's going to be able to shoot? I would put Ezra in the Jedi category... Yeah, I would probably put Ezra in the... Well, it depends, I think, on what outfit you use. If you use the more, like, the orange, like, vest outfit, mm -hmm. then I would put that in the hero category, because it's not quite Jedi. With the blaster lightsaber. Yeah, but if you have the one, the, the Ezra outfit with, like, the buzz cut, almost, the shorter hair, then that would be in the Jedi, I think, category. That's a tough one. I'd probably do the longer hair, because that's the more iconic version of Ezra. Yeah. Because if you were to do that, then that would probably be hero category. Plus, then you can have a cool mechanic where you can shoot and use a lightsaber, which I think would be pretty cool. And then the rest is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, Clone Wars pack. I mean... So let's just run down. We need Ahsoka in a... Her probably like seasons three to five skin. Do you, do you want to do that or do you want to do season seven? Because that's a pretty iconic outfit by now with the kind of like the Mandalorian color scheme. The blue and the orange lights. That's my issue, because we have something similar with... We do, because if, if you use that, then it'd be the same uh, Montreal headpiece as the Mandalorian Season 2 character pack, but if you use the uh, Seasons 3 through 5 outfit, then that would be a different headpiece and be a different character. So I can see where you're going with, with that. So yeah, we can go with that. And then, yeah, I'm not including six. Six is a real season, but it's a Netflix season, so. Um, which somehow ended up on Disney+. Plus. I mean, oh. do we have to do Anakin and Obi-Wan, I think? 
in their Clone Wars armor with like the, the shoulder armor and stuff. I was gonna. I think we need to do at least Obi Wan with. Yeah, then we have to do Annie. And Let's Obi. just do okay. So the three. Yep, the three: Ahsoka, then, Anakin, Obi Wan, Rex. All Jedi. We need Rex in. I would do phase two. I would do phase two because we have Cody phase two. Yeah. So that's four. Look, then we don't have to do Cody. It's great. Because that's four. I could see them doing seven for this because Clone Wars is such a big deal. Let's try to do six if we can. Uh, we need Ventress and Savage. Ventress. Press. There we go. Vent- do we want to do Maul instead of Savage? We a Maul need... with robotic legs or something like that? Maul is also... Not the spider ones, right? Like just like no, the robot uh, like either ones. either the more humanoid ones or like the in between spider and humanoid with like the clawed grievous feet. You do those ones too. I would do the clawed grievous feet mole. Okay, I'm leave it at that. So we have Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi Wan, Rex, Maul, and Ventress. And Ventress. Ventress would be a fun one because she could do double blade it, yeah. lightsaber, and then also Ahsoka fighting style as well. That's true. Um, and mole, this mole should have the C-3PO leg separate function. <laughs> so, and the, you could just, yeah, just run around like that. And this mole will also have the dark saber. Okay, so who do we want to do for our seventh character? This is a great deliberation. So some notable additions. We have Savage Press. Maybe. As a contender, Mother Talzin. Ooh, I think yeah, we have Mother excellent Talzin. powers, kind of like Snoke, but cooler because she's not snoke that's fair another option would be what are you saying Wolfpack. Wolfpack. uh commander wolf, sort of, yeah commander perhaps. wolf would be pretty cool um you could do one of the many jedi that are featured because i don't know all of the jedi that are in the game like you could do like eth cough that would be pretty cool you know what i have an idea we're not going to do this we're going to split this into two packs we're going to do the third pack so no. we're going to do a good guys clone wars pack and a bad guys clone wars pack oh. i think that's okay Good guys, Clone Wars back. Ahsoka in season three to five. Anakin and Obi Wan in their Clone Wars outfits. Rex. And phase two. Phase two. Yes. Wolf. Phase two. Wolf. Phase two. Five. I feel like if you do one, you'll have to do all. I would just do a generic arc trooper. Yeah. Okay, we can do a generic arc trooper. Just unlock that. Okay. We'll we, we'll, we'll do fives. Okay. That's six. If we do Rex, Wolf, and fives along with the trio. Do we want to do another one, or are we good with six? Who else? We could do, like, uh, mace Duchess Satine. We could do... Yeah, we could do a Mace skin with the... Kind of like what's in the Republic Fighter tank. That would be pretty cool. The uh, Clone Wars armor. I could see them. I feel that. like that'd be kind of weak, though, because I think Kenobi and Clone Wars armor and Anakin are enough. I yeah. I, I think maybe Satine's more important. Question is, what would Satine like bring to the? She would be a very game. close to a Padme character in her abilities wise. That's fair. The um, issue is Satine doesn't use a. She uses a gun, but like, vaguely. Wait, which 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 version are we doing it? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think we should do Satine. She like Thrawn. She wouldn't be fun to play as. Um, we could do. We could so many characters. Six. So many characters. Uh, Barris. If you want to count Barris as a in the villains category, I know, but like, if you want to put she's some suspension of disbelief, she's in the game. Oh, never mind then. Apologies, I don't so know I enough we, about the game. I think we should leave it as six. You can just do six. Yep. Okay. Villains, so. mole with the mole claw legs that split. Ventress. Savage. Savage. Mother Talzin. Mother Talzin. Yep, that's four. 
Um, I would like to. Do, I think it'd be fun to. Could do... they do Previsla? Previsla is on this list now. Yep, five. With or with with dark saber. I would say with dark saber and the cool uh, the yellow blaster pistols. I think it'd be cool to get a Verisafi skin, but with like Ventress's fighting style. That'd be nice because the yeah the dual blades. Uh, something interesting to note. I don't know if this would be good, but I feel like we might want to add like a gen- generic trooper. So maybe we could add a commando droid. Maybe that might be. Oh interesting. yes, a commando. But okay, so if you do those, and that's seven. That's. So seven, our seven villains would be Maul with the kind of grievous crab leg type things. Savage Press, Ventress, Barris Afi, Pre Vizsla, Mother Talzin, and a commando droid who are kind of freaky, but they're pretty cool. I think those would be very fun to play as. I and they would yeah. run really fast. Oh, yeah. Finally, a droid that can jump. You could probably do some cool acrobatic stuff with that. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of agility runs in the game that are like obstacle courses and stuff. So a commando droid would be probably really good for those. Yeah, like Jedi agility on a normal droid with yeah. also a bounty hunter rifle. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would probably put it in. I mean, th- those those would all be in the villain category except for some Sith. And I would take out Barry Sophie's skin and maybe put. Um, Who would you put? Embo. Embo, you're right. Oh, we can't put Embo because we need to put that scoundrel of a pirate, Hondo Onaka. Sorry, Embo, we're kicking you out. Yeah, he's mandatory. Hondo is, okay. So our very much revised villain pack, we have Maul with the crab legs, but not quite crabby. We have Savage Press. We have Mother Talzin. We have Ventress. We have Previsla. We have a commando droid. And then finally, our final addition to the list, we have that scoundrel, that that greatness, Hondo Onaka, who smells profit everywhere he goes. Well, his abilities would probably be something, oh, he would probably have some sort of pistol system. He has his pet Kowakian monkey lizard that he could probably use as some sort of like, like a charge up and then just throw it at someone and that would attack him. <laughs> I was thinking more like a drone almost. That would be cool, yeah. I think it was something in the Lego Incredibles game where basically characters could, like, transfer their consciousness into, like, a smaller thing. Like, I remember there was a, a character you could play as Luguini from Ratatouille. And you could transfer your consciousness into Remy, something like That's that. That's like the pet function in the old Harry Potter games. Yeah, That's where it's it like that. Came out. Actually, I think cool. even in the first Lego Batman game, Catwoman had a cat pet that you could play as. That's pretty fun. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would work as our... Three, I'd like to see these characters. I don't really expect them, but it would always be a pleasant surprise. You never know what's going to happen. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Brickville Podcast. If you want to help us continue with the show, please rate us on whatever podcasting platform you're using. It really helps. Also, please subscribe to our show so that you can be one of the first to know when we have a new show up. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts make sure to spread the word on social media in real life and visit our website the brickville podcast for news information and merch of course yes and about us and we have special like hidden stuff on there yay Uh, well not it's not so much hidden as behind the scenes we have like we have some show notes posted there for our landmark lego inclusion episode from last year's pride month and we did um 
There's also some promo art we made, like our very first conception of this podcast. Yep. So history. <laughs> Education. Well, thanks for listening, and go collect that kyber brick. Go solve that puzzle. Go. What are you listening to us right now for? Go. Yes, I love collecting a baddie.